proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapid on Racing. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Good evening and welcome once again to Rappin' on Racing, April 26th. want to welcome my co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, how are you this evening? I'm doing well, Don. Uh, a lot of racing this place this past weekend at our local speedways it was nice to see the fans out i was excited i know you were watching some of the racing uh via flow or lernerville tv from your place down in charlotte so i think it was all in all it was a good weekend well the only thing i couldn't see on tv was your birthday party but uh, i had several updates from the people in the green room yeah it was it was nice it, it if anybody knows me, I love my racing family, and to be able to share my birthday with the people on Facebook and you know all the well wishes I got from there and the birthday wishes at the track, I just made it for a very, very special 
I hate to say it, Don, 63 years old for me now. Uh, you're still a young guy. I understand you got a real nice interview with Kenny Shelton, Brent. I did. Uh, you know, Kenny's not the most talkative one, but uh, for the fans who were able to watch that race, it was just an exciting one between uh, four drivers, anyone he could have won it. And uh, it was, uh, Kenny was a little bit of emotional. It was a special night for him in honor of Mike Phillippe, and uh, it was a well earned win for Kenny Don. Our guests tonight include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Hall of Fame Sprint Car Driver Bob Felmley, Hall of Fame uh, Driver Chuck Kennedy, 16-year-old Pro Late Model Driver Ethan Myers, Late Model Driver Logan Zarin with his On the Road report, and Pro Stock Driver Jake Dietz. We also have interviews, uh, weekly reports from Jim Zufall and Tom Lang. We want to welcome Richard Penn from Pittsburgh, PA, to the Rapid On Racing family. Don, the Lernerville Grand, presented by Alternative Power Sources, is Friday as part of the Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions Sprint Car Series event. The winner of the Sprint Car feature will receive a $1,000 bonus from Alternative Power Sources as the event will be celebrating the 1,000th Sprint Car Race in Lernerville Speedway history. At the Bristol Motor Speedway, uh, Stuart Friesen added to his list of Hall of Fame-worthy accomplishments Friday, uh, winning the Super Dirt Car Series debut of the last great Coliseum. He did so in gladiator fashion, worthy of the iconic sword he was awarded after piloting the number 44 chariot from 8th to the lead on, in the 40-lap World Outlaw Bristol Throwdown feature. Friesen said, this is a huge stage to, to get our win in the Northeast Modifieds, and I appreciate everyone inviting us here. Our cars put on excellent racing like they do with Charlotte and at Volusia. It was really cool for us to get the first win here is something really special. Got a tweet from Brian Schwartzlander. Not the final finish we hoped for, but we got better and picked up a win in the B main. Had a blast working with Mike Turner and Russ King. Can't thank those guys enough. Night is hard to come by against the world of Outlaws, Moss Energy Strength Sprint Car Series. It's even hard to come by at the daunting half mile speedway at the Bristol Motor Speedway. The Watertown, Connecticut native David Gravel paved his way to victory with the trail of downright domination. His big game, Motorsports Number Two, was simply unstoppable from the time the trailer was unloaded. Gravel made sure this was the first and biggest storyline, leaving Thunder Valley in the series' first race there since 2001. We'll have local short track results a little bit later in the program. want to remind people, Rapping on Racing is available every Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or RappingOnRacing.com. The program is available 24-7 in 365 days of the year. And again, if you miss any of the program, more and more people are using the Apple TV. It's pretty neat. I had a woman uh, sent me an email, said, I uh, just put it on. We have a couple TVs. I put it on. No matter what room I'm in, I can, uh, I can hear the, uh, the report, and I love it. We want to thank our Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor of Rapid On Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, Night and Day Seal Cutting, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Tuma Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. 
And I want to thank you, my co-host, Dave Oliveri, and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Baticki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. This is the Banker Bob Thought for April 26th. It really doesn't matter where you're coming from. All that matters is where you're going. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating is there when you need them. They feature concrete pressure washing and seal coating. They can also provide handyman services. Tawan Baker, the owner of Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating, is a big fan of local racing and would appreciate a chance to discuss suggestions on how to make your home or business look great. He would be happy to provide you with a free estimate. The appearance of your home is important, and your driveway is the first thing people see when they arrive. A driveway at your business tells possible customers a great deal about your products or services. Remember, you only get one chance to make a good impression. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. For additional information, call Tawan Baker at 724-620-7830. That's 724-620-7830 for night and day asphalt seal coating. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. All right, fans, joining us now, General Manager from Jennerstown Speedway, Billy Rebar. Bill, good evening. How are you? Doing well, Don. Thanks for having me on the show. I think uh, Mother Nature wasn't kind to you, but you were able to get the practice in. Let's talk a little bit about it. Yes, this past Saturday we were able to complete our second and final practice before opening night on Saturday, May 1st. Uh, we didn't quite have as many cars as we did the first time. A lot of guys were really content with their cars the first practice, and they wanted to save tires and fuel and not come out and take a chance of getting tore up or whatever. Uh, but we did have several, I think about 38 drivers come out and blow the dust off. Some were repeats from the week before just to keep growing and learning experience on their new piece of equipment. But uh, it was a great two days for practice. Mother Nature did cooperate till quite a bit after 5 o'clock, so we were able to get our full practice day in. Nobody got shorted. Uh, there's still so many guys thrashing, getting uh, Chucky Kessler was there buying some more tires and fuel. His car is actually at the Barriotti stables getting worked on right now. So Chucky Kessler plans to make his 
debut after over a 15-year break from racing, Saturday, May 1st, in the one-stop auto sales pro stock division. So we're excited to see him come back out. Um, several other pro stock drivers. I know Patrick Parlock, who's been, a, I believe, a champion in the four-cylinder division. If not a champion, he's won several features over the years. He will be ready, hopefully, for Saturday, May 1st. Uh, Trent Clark is anticipated. He just couldn't quite make practice. Hopefully he's considering possibly running the track this week, but Trent will be ready for Saturday, May 1st to make his asphalt debut. So still many, many cars uh, that will be there for opening night that just weren't quite ready for practice, including Zane Farrell, Teddy Gabala, and several others. But practice day was a huge success. I would say, you know, I talked to you last week, some guys with big smiles on their face. This week's big smiling driver was Jeremy Schaefer, the driver of number 16 Martellus Pharmacy late model. Jeremy, this will be a second year, sophomore year in the late model division. And, man, his team just went to work over the winter. And I even think within the last couple weeks they made some chassis adjustments. And, man, he was laying down some laps. He was smiling ear to ear. I mean, it's <laughs> great to see that team have some, some momentum going into the start of the year. But the fastest Martellus Pharmacy late model of the day was Jared Barclay. Jared put down some of the fastest laps. And when I say that, the fastest laps I've seen over the last five years at Jennerstown Speedway, running 18.770 laps, which is extremely fast for Jennerstown Speedway. So uh, Jeremy's smiling ear to ear with his laps, and Jared has really made a statement going into opening night this Saturday. I think the best thing about the practice sessions is exactly what you're talking about. And for Jennerstown to provide two of these, that's a real way of saying to the drivers, we appreciate you, we want to give you a chance to sort things out with your cars, and that's what's happening. That's that's pretty nice. Hey, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Triple Crown. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about it last week on the show, but, you know, this is the year where we're finally able to expand and run some extended lap late model races. So when we released the schedule on the show a couple weeks ago, we mentioned Saturday, June 5th, is going to be a 75-lap extended lap late model race for the Martellus Pharmacy late models. And with extended laps, there'll be an additional purse, things like that. Well, we had the opportunity over the last week to have the Martellus Pharmacy late models compete on Saturday, July 3rd, with the Cars Tour $20,000 to win super late models. Uh, originally, the Cars Tour was co-sanctioning the event with the CRA series, and they have pro late models that are very similar to our cars uh, that's called the JEG CRA series. Well, unfortunately, some sponsorship things had changed, and it just wasn't financially feasible for CRA to still participate in the event. So with them pulling their sanctioning, that opened up the opportunity that Jack McNally with the Cars Tour needed something as a replacement for the Jake CRA. And I was the first one to get on the phone and say, Jack, I got the answer. Let's run 100 laps. Jennerstown rules, the Martellus Pharmacy late model rules, weekly drivers. We got 30 of them registered. Let's make this happen. And he was just all for it. So we were able to put together a 100-lap uh, late model race on Saturday, July 3rd with our own drivers. And then the third combination of that would be the Motor Mountain Masters on August 6th and 7th weekend. So what the Triple Crown is, those are the three races. It's an added bonus to get guys, you know, Don, you know from years ago, 
a lot of times drivers are intimidated from the bigger events. And not so much that they don't feel like they have a chance. It is extra wear on the drivers, extra wear on the equipment, and doesn't always work out real well. So as an extra incentive, we've put up a $1,000 bonus to the highest average finishes of those three. So someone could win the first one and finish last and whatever. The guy that finished the second in all three could pull out an extra $1,000 bonus between the 75-lapper on June 5th, the... 100-lapper on July 3rd, and the August 7th Motor Mountain Masters. So it's an incentive to get guys to run all three, but you don't have to be the winner to benefit and take on that extra $1,000. So we're really excited to extend that opportunity to be a part of the Saturday, July 3rd. Uh, I would put my weekly racing late model program up against anything, any touring series in the country. So we have an opportunity to race on a national platform and show what our guys can do. So we're excited about that. I, I like that bonus idea. And that's going to motivate some guys to do that. You get a guy, he could uh, finish second at all three races and not be the winner and still pick up the big bucks. Absolutely. And we wanted to do that because, you know, some of our um, – some of our teams didn't participate in the Masters last couple of years. There are some heavy hitters. You had 36 cars come in last year from all over the states. But think about it. You might be third, third, and then, you know what, why wouldn't you run the Masters? Someone has a bad day and you get a top 10 finish, you might have $1,000 in your pocket at the end of the day. So um, trying to keep keep it local, support our guys. And, you know, keep in mind, guys like driver's Corey Casagrande. He has a motory from Connecticut. He just finished second over the weekend at Stafford in the Granite State Pro Stock Race. There are guys that have motors that are illegal to Jennerstown Speedway that you're going to see run the 75-lapper, the 100-lapper, in the Motor Mountain Masters. I can't recall the gentleman's name, and I've just been so busy lately, Don. I had a guy reach out to me that he has a motor illegal for Jennerstown that he's going to run the three races. Uh, Jimmy Tucker out there in Michigan, he ran the Masters last year. They purchased the bone stock crate motor. He was going to run the 75-lapper and the race in August. Well, heck, once he heard we were doing July 3rd weekend, he's going to run all three now. So it's a crazy to see the attention we're getting, something that we're doing on the local races, but it's also drawing the attention that we hope from other states as well. There is no substitute for word-of-mouth endorsements of Jennerstown Speedway, and everybody that comes in there talks about how nice the track is, how well they're treated by the staff. I mean, that's priceless. It really is, and even on the fan side, we have sold more VIP parking passes than ever before. We've sold more season passes than ever before. It has just every pit stall in the pit has a name on it. I mean, there's to the point where there was almost an incident over the weekend where there was fights because you're in my pit stall, <laughs> and it wasn't even a full pit. So uh, Mike Bellardi's been on vacation. He's coming back this week, and he can inherit all that. He can play uh, judge and executioner there on Saturday <laughs> over pit stalls. But that is the greatest problem that you could possibly have at a racetrack. Um, we cannot wait to get this kicked off for the 2021 season. All systems are go, and it's just, it's time, Don. It's time to, to shine once again at Jennerstown. I love it, and I'm looking forward to it. Any closing thoughts? Just want to let everybody know uh, we have our schedule posted online. Tickets are available at Jennerstown.org. We also have tickets open at, at the gate for sale. Spectator gates will open at 4 p.m. Racing will begin approximately 6 p.m. 
Our show uh, this Saturday will be a six-division show, so it's going to be a little bit later night, probably about 10 o'clock. Normally we're done by 9.30. We really try to keep that to a three-and-a-half-hour show, but all six divisions will be in action this Saturday night. So a little bit of bonus coming out to see the race this Saturday. Sounds wonderful. Bill, I want to thank you for being with us this evening. You have a nice night. You do the same, Don. My pleasure. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Okay, fans, we're going to take a minute and talk to Ethan Myers. Ethan, good evening. How are you? Good evening. How are you? Good. Uh, Pretty young driver, age 16, car 19. You're going to be running into pro late models at the Jennerstown Speedway. Uh, What was your main reason for getting involved in racing? We'll go back to when you very first started with the go-karts. It started when we were just looking for something to do on the weekend. And then it just gets in your blood and grows from there. Now, did your dad or any other family members ever uh, race? No, they weren't involved in any racing. Okay. Now, I know you spent a number of years with the go-karts at Blairsville and won a bunch of races there. How many years were you racing the go-karts? Nine years. Now, uh Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Stan Caroline Jr., is he still the one that promotes Blairsville? Um, no, it's, they have a new owner, Pete. Uh, I'm not sure of his last name. 
Yeah, I, 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 I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his name either. Going way back, Paul Fess had Blairsville for a while, and then Stan Caroline. I think Pete's name is Miller. His son used to race sprint cars. Okay, so yes. with the success at uh, Blairsville, then uh, what made you and Dad and the family decide, hey, we want to get into this pro late model class at Jennerstown? Um, we went up to watch, and we met up with Mark Smith, and he said he had a car that we could look at, and he talked to us about it and said that it would be very, uh, like a good idea to get into something like this to go to the next level. Well, what's nice about him, former driver, he understands the setups. He doesn't believe one size fits all. Each driver has a unique style and feel. So you got a really good guy working on this for you. That's excellent. I mean, I watched Mark race for years, and he spent a lot of time in victory lane. But uh, the fact that uh, you just met up with him, you're just walking through the pits, and he said, hey, I got a car for sale? No. um, One of my dad's friends, uh, he does shocks for the dirt late model, and he told us to go meet up with him. Would that have been Mason Ziegler? No, his name's Joe Selitsky. Joe Selitsky, because I know that Mark does shocks for Ziegler and also for the uh, the number seven uh, modified. So you got the, the Drake Trotman car. So uh, the fact that he can do asphalt as well as the dirt, that's, that's pretty impressive. Obviously, I think the best part of racing is to be able to do this with your family. And uh, if you were playing football or baseball, they couldn't come in a dugout or they couldn't come in the locker room. But uh, other than being with the family, what do you like best about racing? I like just hanging out in the pits with the crew. Probably that's the best. And we'll we'll talk about the crew in, in a bit here. What's the toughest part of the racing? I think adjusting to the car of the size compared to the go-kart. Now, I understand that you have uh, the Mark Smith car for the Prolates, but you also, uh, your family purchased the Jarek Johnson car. Now, what's the long-term plan for that? Um, we are looking to run the super late model race when it comes to Jennerstown and eventually get into Cars Tour. Great. That's great. Well, at age 16, looks like you got a pretty uh, bright future ahead of you. What's, uh, what I find interesting, back uh, many, many years ago when I started, you had to be 21 to get in the pits. Now we got guys your age that are not only racing, but they're finding a lot of success. So that's pretty good for the sport because we need to get the next generation in there because some of the drivers like Gary Wiltrot and Bobby, well, Bobby Henry already retired. They're getting to a point where they're not going to be able to do this forever. So that's pretty good. Um, I always like to ask the drivers, how did you pick your number? Uh, it started when I was real little. I played soccer and it was my number for soccer. And I just carried that to go kart and it's been with me ever since. A lot of the drivers have a reason that they do that. Uh, Lou Blaney, famous race car driver on the dirt, picked number 10 because that was his basketball number. And, and then his son, Dave Blaney, same thing, same number. Um, let's talk a little bit about the people that are helping to pay the bill, some of the sponsors. Some of the sponsors that help are Dempsey Motor Service, Myco Properties, Export Tire, Bob Street Service, Fisher Automotive, and Amy Dempsey from Berkshire Hathaway. That's cool. Now, I thought there was a Jay Myers Photography. Are they still with your team? Yes. Okay. 
Well, that's good. So you get a lot of nice pictures when you're racing. Yeah. Um, how about the pit crew? The people that are working on the car are Mark Smith, Nick Trussler, Bob Gordon, Eric Hoover, and Greg Trussler. Now, have you actually had any uh, track time in the car up at Jennerstown? Yes. There was a practice this past Saturday. We went up. Good. And how, how did it feel? Are you comfortable? Yes. I it felt real good. Good. Well, I'm I'm real excited to see Ethan Myers racing. It looks uh, looks like you got this program figured out pretty good. And uh, this pro late model division, what's nice about it, it is a step from one of the support divisions, in your case, the go-karts, up into like the mid-level before you get into the supers. And I think the cars are similar enough that if you get comfortable in the pro late, when you want to run the super, other than a little more power and going a little faster, everything else should be pretty similar, shouldn't it? Yes, that's what uh, Mark was saying. He said it shouldn't be much of a transition between both the cars. Well, you definitely have a good man working with you. I want to wish you success, and I want to thank you for being with us. All right, uh, Ethan, before we go, any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add? Uh, I'd just like to thank my parents for supporting me through all of this. It means a lot to me. Well, I want to thank you for being with us, and you have a nice evening. You have a nice evening as well. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts May the 1st with our five weekly divisions. The Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Young Guns, and the Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Thunder in the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Fans, joining us now from the Lernerville Speedway is General Manager Mike Lisikoski. Mike, good evening. How are you? 
Good evening, Don. We're doing very, very well here at uh, Lernerville Speedway because we have a uh, a couple of special events uh, colliding on our schedule here very soon. I'd like to talk about the Lernerville Grand. Big, big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, we have... Uh, when, when I started here back in October at my new post of Lernerville Speedway, uh, there were only a, a race or two left on the schedule, including the Steel City Stampede, which concluded the 2020 season. Uh, A.J. Flick was the sprint car winner on that night, and it was pointed out to me not long after the event by longtime racing historian and statistician Rich Berry that the Steel City Stampede last season was sprint car feature number 998 in Lernerville Speedway history. Uh, so what that means is that uh, upon opening the gates for 2021, first sprint car race of the season, number 999. So as we were on the precipice of a milestone, and a, and a rather unprecedented milestone, uh, I reached out to the folks at uh, Alternative Power Sources and my longtime friend Sylvan Eastler. And with Sylvan's help, we now have the Lernerville Grand presented by Alternative Power Sources. And that will be a celebration of the 1,000th sprint car feature event in Lernerville Speedway history. And that goes back to May 10th of 1968. And in that span of 999 features, there have been 146 different drivers score a victory. And so just like any good celebration or major event, we're going to have T-shirts printed up for the 1,000 for the grand event. Uh, and on the back of those T-shirts with the Alternative Power Sources logo will be the names of all 146 Lernerville Speedway Sprint Car Feature winners. Now, the reason that's important to say at this point is because we have verbal commitments from several retired champions and feature winners whose names will be on the back of that shirt, and they have accepted the invitation to join us for the celebration of the Lernerville Grand. And so many of the drivers who are named on the shirt will be here to participate in a pre-race autograph session where those T-shirts can be signed with a silver Sharpie pen, and those drivers will all be invited to go to Victory Lane along with representatives from Alternative Power Sources and celebrate with the winner of the 1,000th Lernerville Speedway Sprint Car feature. Don, it's a, it's a tremendous milestone and accomplishment. And because of Mother Nature stepping in and raining out the Fab Four racing opening night of 2021, it does appear that that event will land on the All-Star Circuit of Champions sanctioned sprint car event on April the 30th. Now, uh, the total that includes all 999 races, World of Outlaws features, All-Star features, USAC features, non-winged 410 sprint car races, all of those are in the collection to add up to 1,000. So uh, the All-Star race being no exception, there's no little asterisk there that leaves out those touring series races. It is a total culmination of every 410 sprint car race in history. So the already... Uh, advanced purse of the all-star race is now going to be further enhanced when Sylvan Eastler of Alternative Power Sources presents, fittingly, a $1,000 bonus 
to the winner of that event. So it becomes now instead of a $6,000 to win all-star sanctioned event, as being the Lernerville Grand, it will now be a $7,000 to win event. And uh, we're very, very excited to have two special events uh, kind of land on the same night since we weren't exactly sure when the 1,000th race would be completed due to Mother Nature. This is outstanding. Sounds like a must-see event. And then I guess the only question is, Sylvan wants to know, is he going to end up getting a T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, that's a, we, we will provide Sylvan with T-shirts for the event. It's going to be up to him to get the autographs now. And, and actually, he knows some of those guys personally. And uh, he actually had a hand in helping us bring back uh, uh, one of the former champions. So uh, of, of the drivers that are going to be here, some that I remember growing up as heroes, this is this is going to be a fantastic night. And, and since you bring up Sylvan uh, again by name, uh, you know the, the challenge from my seat in knowing that we had a big milestone celebration but in trying to explain to a corporate sponsor, hey, we've got a big event that can help you market your products and services, but I don't know when it's going to be. <laughs> you know, for everything else, you could pick a date on the calendar. Hey, we know when the firecracker is going to happen. Hey, we know when the Don Martin Memorial is going to happen. But because this race was so based in numbers, cancellations and rainouts could push it around a little bit. So I called Sylvan because he is a longtime sprint car fan, uh, and I knew that with an event this historic, uh, he would be a guy who would not only understand that the date may have to float a little bit, uh, but that he would be the one to want to market his generator sales and uh, the lines of generators that he offers and the generator services through an event like this. And it wasn't until we talked in greater detail on the phone, and keep in mind I've known Sylvan for probably 15, 20 years now, but I was not aware, as big a sprint car fan as he is, and as many sprint cars as have the Alternative Power Sources logo on it, uh, his father's first involvement in racing was with late models and Bob Waring, and I, I was not aware of that until we had a, a phone conversation leading up to this event, because I always think of Sylvan as a, as a sprint car guy, but his first involvement in racing through his family uh, was with the late models, but nevertheless, with a history that runs that deep with uh, Lernerville superstars like Bob Waring, you can imagine how excited Sylvan was to attach alternative power sources to this once-in-a-lifetime milestone sprint car event, the Lernerville Grand. Mike, you never cease to amaze me. I want to thank you for sharing this with our listeners, and you have a nice evening. Appreciate the time, Don. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. All right, Dave, let's take a look at some of the short track results in the area. You were at Lernerville. Some of your thoughts. Uh, yeah, Kenny Shelton brand, a, a great race. Um, you couldn't have asked for better competition with Colton Flinner. Jarrett Miley, Alex Faree. But I think one of the things that w- I, it was really impressed me 
and we're going to hear from the gentleman a little bit later on the show on his on the road report. Logan Zarin, I, mean, I think he finished like six, but they have five guys that are experienced way more than him. I mean, your Alex Fariz, uh, you know, your Kenny Shelton brands. He put a, for his you know first time in the late model at Lernerville was quite impressive, Don. Well, to finish sixth behind Shelton Brand, Colton Flinner, Jared Miley, and Alex Free, plus John Lee, five seasoned veterans with a lot of victories. And like you said, his first time at Lernerville in a late model, that was a big deal. It was. I mean, it just, it, you always, you know, you tell me and we tell the drivers, there's no substitute for seat time, and he's getting that in both the late model now with some trips out to Port Royal, and he's you know he's still dabbling there with the you know the crate late model. So, like you know, you, all the years that you race, the more times you can sit behind that wheel and, and gain experience, the better you are. And at such a young age, young age, Don, he's, he's a quick learner. How about Cy Lynch? Yeah, unbelievable. You know, new team, beautiful hauler, uh, took the lead early on the race, but I, I think, as, as we alluded to um, in the show, well, the win was the, uh, the win was Lernerville's 999th sprint car race with the big 1,000 coming up this weekend with the Flow Racing All-Stars, but 999 and a win for Cy. His dad has a lot of those wins that equaled out those 999 sprint car starts at Lernerville Speedway for all the drivers. Don't forget his grandpap. He spent some time in victory lane in the sprint cars and the modifieds, but we're we're just talking sprint cars. But going to the modifieds, I think Jeremiah Shingledecker surprised everybody. He did. Uh, Jeremiah is usually consistent. Well, we had a couple guys that weren't there. Uh, you know, Brian Schwartzlander and the Kings were down at Bristol, but uh, always the modified action at Lernerville is is a fierce battle. And, and Jeremiah had some gremlins last year with some engine woes, but it was nice to see him pick up an early season win. Daryl Chardelier, as far as I know, that's his first victory at Lernerville. Some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I believe that. Uh, I mean, he's raced in you know the modifieds, the, the pro stocks, which the, he got the win in, and in, in his uh, crate late model. But I think like you said, I know everybody that runs at Lernerville. You want to have a bucket list thing that you do, and to get a win there, in, in no matter what division it is, is important. And again, congratulations to Daryl uh, and, and his team, um, the Laboon team, for uh, a nice win opening night at Lernerville. Mercer Raceway Park got their show in with the 410 sprints, went to Adam Kekich. Logan McCandless scored in the 305 sprints. Many stocks went to Jacob Wheeler, and the fast track modifieds was Eric Gabaney. And at the Sharon Speedway, uh, local favorite Mike Norris picking up the win in the late models, and in the modifieds, it was Dave Hess. Yeah, some great racing over there. Uh, it's kind of a, a weird scenario. Uh, it was the first race since uh, race director, and we for. He got in a little bit late last week. Uh, Chris Zuber, the UMLS uh, series director, was in a pretty serious accident at a local speedway. Uh, fortunately, injuries, you know, the, well, he has some time to recover. It's going to take some time. So his son was out at the helm as the race director last night. And from, from what I could see, a uh, great race between Michael, uh, Max Blair, and Jarrett Miley. I heard that he had the fans on their feet. 
We're in the pits after the race and opening night at Lernerville Speedway, and joining us tonight is late model winner Kenny Sheldbrand. Kenny, an emotional night for you. You know, you picked up your first win of the year, the first time you've ever had an opening night win. But most importantly, this win was dedicated to your crew chief, Mike Phillippe. He just was with you such a long time, and if anybody was taking you through those last couple laps, I'm sure it was Mike. Yeah, he was around a long time. We had a lot of fun together, and uh, he'd be proud. How, how special was also the opening at the beginning of the evening to take that lap in honor of Mike with Levi, you know, your nephew, just, you know, you know, kind of a family tradition? Yeah, that was, that was fun with my nephew, you know. He started off the night, he had a bad night, but he ended up doing all right at the end. He ended up coming up, I think, the eighth. Did you ever think after that opening lap caution, you know, traditionally the Ken Sheldbrand line is on the bottom. We call it jokingly your catfishing down there. And Alex and Jarrett and, and Colton were all running the top groove. And you could see it, starting to, it was starting to blacken up there, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. But on the bottom, you could still see there was moisture. And you got quicker and quicker. And finally, with... Uh, you know, two to go, you were catching him with on the white flag. I think you got him. And then at the end, it was like .0239, like a, a really close finish. Yeah, it was definitely a fun race. I thought Miley might have won there for a while. I thought he was going to take the bottom, but he didn't. In traditional Kenny Shelton brand history, opening night's not very kind to you. You know, you've been the points champion the last two years. Great way to start the season off. Yeah, last year I think I broke a drive shaft opening night. And past years, you know, people get a little antsy on the, you know, having cabin fever. And everybody's excited to race, and you usually end up in a box somewhere. I think this is year, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it might be the third year for the Longhorn. You've really seemed to adapt to this chassis. I do love that car, but we also did an engine swap this year. And this is first time in my history I've I, uh, run in a Ford. And it, it definitely performs very well. I think Michael Norris runs a Ford also, so if you can have the success that he's had here the last few years. Well, again, Ken, congratulations on the victory this evening. Uh, off the bat, the car looked good, and rest of luck the best of the year. Thank you. Appreciate it. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating is there when you need them. They feature concrete pressure washing and seal coating. They can also provide handyman services. 
Tawan Baker, the owner of Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating, is a big fan of local racing and would appreciate a chance to discuss suggestions on how to make your home or business look great. He would be happy to provide you with a free estimate. The appearance of your home is important, and your driveway is the first thing people see when they arrive. A driveway at your business tells possible customers a great deal about your products or services. Remember, you only get one chance to make a good impression. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. For additional information, call Tawan Baker at 724-620-7830. That's 724-620-7830 for night and day asphalt seal coating. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. All right, fans, joining us now is the voice of Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Jim Zufall. Jim, good evening. Good evening, Don. And we have finally arrived. It is uh, opening night is upon us this coming Saturday night, May the 1st. PPMS finally throws open the gates. A couple of years ago, they made the decision out there to start to wait until the first weekend in May. And, you know, the way the weather affects everybody, if it's not raining or cold, it's snowing or something in April, and it just seemed to make sense to wait until May. That's, you know, no guarantees what the weather will be by Saturday night, but seems to be the good way to go. So we kick off the season with a regular five-division show and a couple of changes this year. We now have the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. We welcome Rorick Automotive as the division sponsor of our premier series, the Rush Dirt Late Models. The Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, you know, we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then you had last week Greg Wheeling on talking about the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. We're really excited about their program and bringing all these tracks together under the same set of rules, and, and we're thrilled to have the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks with us once again and be fully sanctioned and running under their banner. Also, return of the hobby stocks as well, one of our fastest-growing and quickest-growing uh, divisions that we have there at the Speedway. Uh, joining them, of course, is the always safe traffic control Young Guns. That's our teenage division for cylinder cars, front-wheel drive, very few modifications, and never a whole lot of, a, never much of a big car count because these kids do age out after a certain time, and a lot of them will move into the next four-cylinder class, if not beyond, and that's the Crawford Auto Repair four-cylinders. So that's the five basic divisions that we have, and as we have talked about in the past, and you'll hear on the PPMS commercial here on Rapid on Racing, we welcome several other divisions from around the area, whether it's the Boss Series, uh, the Vintage Modifieds, the Rush uh, Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Sprint Cars, and on and on it goes. And uh, But there's our five basic divisions we'll kick off the season with on May the 1st. In the late models, Ben Police will be back looking for his third championship in a row in the Rush late models. Gerstock's Dave McManus and Daryl Charlier, that was a split duty last year. And according to what I hear from Ben Laboon, I had a chance to chat with him uh, the other night. And sounds like it's going to be the same thing. Uh, Dave McManus concentrating pretty heavily on his daughter Kayla's car, so it'll be split duty in that pro stock. Uh, they're the champions from last year between himself and Daryl Charlier. And Ben Laboon also plans to travel. He also put together a Rush Late model, so they'll be traveling a bit more this year. So at PPMS, we may have a new pro stock uh, champion come to the top. Uh, speaking of champions, Stephen Sheltman. Wow, five or six champions. I think a six-time champion at the Speedway. 
uh, maybe five, and I think he has a championship or two over at uh, Jennerstown when he was still on the asphalt. He will be back to defend that in the hobby stocks. The four cylinders, and both four cylinder divisions, won by the same family, Philip Bubeck, your regular four cylinder uh, champion, and his uh, young brother Noah Bubeck in our young gun division. And they'll, from what I understand, they'll both be back to defend their titles. Our non-weekly divisions, who we do keep points for, uh, run through their uh, champions from last year, the winged sprint car, the 410 winged sprints, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive. They'll be on board again this year. Looks like six 410 winged sprint shows on the schedule this year. It was a tie uh, for the championship. I think we only ran two of them. We might have lost one to weather, uh, but for certain, we lost a lot to COVID near the beginning of the season. So I think we only really ran two or three times for the 410 wing sprints, but it was Brandon Mattis and Cy Lynch coming up with a tie for that uh, championship as it was. The Rush Modifieds, Cole Holden came away as the point leader in that division. The Rush Sprints, Zach Morrow, uh, took the Rush Sprint title. Now, he will not be in a sprint car this year. I spoke to him the other night as well. He will not be defending his title. He is behind the wheel of number 48 Rush Late Model uh, that you often see Colton Flinner in. Well, that seems to be a pretty good matchup because uh, Morrow's doing himself pretty well. He told me the other night that he'll be spending most of his Saturday nights at PPMS, so look for him in the 48 Rush Late Model. Every Saturday night, Don, gates are going to open at 5 o'clock, just like always. Racing begins at 7 all the way through October 9th. The first and second of October is our Pittsburgher 100, and it's something we started last year. We sort of forced into it because of the delays with COVID. We added an extra race date, non-points race, at the end of the season after the Pittsburgher, and we'll include the 410 sprints in that as well. And that'll happen April, or sorry, April, listen to me, October 9th. And so we go from May 1st to October 9th all the way through looking for clear skies and no more COVID and let's start to get some of this nonsense out of the way. Um, we will still have a lot of our COVID protocols in place, though. You'll see paint on paint stripes on the ground and, uh, you know, just probably be asking you to wear your masks when you move around, at least for a while. As we said last time I was on the show, Don, I think we're finally reached that place where we're taking uh, two steps forward and one step back instead of the other way around. So. There's some light at the end of this tunnel, and there's uh, lots of lots of fuel and rubber and other smells coming at you as well, all starting this Saturday, May the 1st at BPMS. You know, Jim, something that's interesting, and maybe you could be the detective on this, is how Zach Morrow made the connection with Johnny Johnson and Colton Flinner to be in the car. I mean, to, to go from one sprint to another sprint, well, maybe you park next to the guy, whatever. But what a crossover that is. The only thing I can think of, and I haven't confirmed it, and you know, somebody that's listening will certainly correct me if I'm wrong, I would say it's just geography. Um, Colton Flinner, a resident of Allison Park, and Zach Morrow, uh, not sure where he grew up, but he lives about four miles from where I'm sitting in my house right now, right off of Route 910 in Gibsonia. So they're not too far apart geographically. You know, whether they had some kind of connection earlier in life, I don't know. But uh, it, it seems to be an interesting pairing. And uh, as, as we've talked about in the past, uh, Johnny Johnson with some pretty deep pockets and giving another young guy an opportunity in that 48 car. I think uh, I think this can only go well for, for Morrow. And so far, it seems like uh, what little bit he's raced so far, he's done pretty well. Zach is a good driver. Uh, the... Getting adjusted, getting acclimated to a heavier, bigger car, it's going to take a couple nights, but uh, that right foot's uh, 
pretty uh, effective, and I, I think he's going to do just fine. Well, a similar power plant from the from the Rush Sprint to the the Rush Late model, of course. But certainly, I mean, you're talking about going from a go kart to a bus. I mean, you know, that's that got to be a huge adjustment. You're you're the driver, Don, not me. I can only imagine what an adjustment that must be, and I don't see him uh, having too much trouble from what I've seen so far. Well, the hardest thing I had when I went from a full body car to a modified was being able to see the front wheels. That takes a little bit of time. Now, he's going the other way where he used to see the front wheels, but he won't see them anymore. And uh, That's right. it just seat time is all it takes. Jim, I can't wait for you guys to get open. I'm looking forward to being down there. Uh, just big, fast half mile, wide as can be. And I know you can run three, four wide, all kind of passing. It's... Uh, the driver's choice. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And uh, on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, uh, here this past weekend, I had a chance to talk to Dave Oliveri. He will be joining us on opening night, and he will be my victory lane guy. So those guys that uh, are looking to uh, score that victory lane and hold that checkered flag, they're going to be saying hello to, to my great helper, Dave Oliveri, of course, co-host on this program. And all-around really good guy, so I'm looking forward to being able to spend some Saturday nights with him as well. He's a very big part of this show, and we're lucky to have him, as are you. And I want to thank you for being with us this evening. You have a good night. All right, sir. Talk to you again. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Okay, race fans, on the phone with me now is the driver of the World of Wheels number 6 410 sprint car, the flying one, Bob Felmley. Uh Bob, welcome back, and welcome back out of retirement. Well, we're trying, thanks. It's been a struggle so far, but we're trying to get things going. So uh, early, obviously, in the 2021 season, uh, you kind of just did some testing so far. How's everything kind of been feeling? Uh, how's the car shaking out? Everything kind of, you know, coming back to you? Or is it just a different ball game now since your uh, previous retirement in 2012? Um, no, I'm just trying to get a comfort zone in the car and uh, get the feeling back with the car and 
and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, things are kind of different, but um, I've just kind of decided to go back to old school, what I did 10 years ago. And I know the chassis are exactly the same, but the tires are different. But it seems like everybody's doing stuff different now than what they did 10 years ago. And I personally am kind of struggling with it a little bit, so I'm trying to go back to more of a standard setup type thing and i've only been in the car twice so i uh, haven't felt real comfortable either time but we'll see what happens here where all have you tested so far uh we went to buckeye um the first saturday of april and then uh went to tri-city speedway last saturday and um that wasn't much of a test session tri-city the track wasn't very good i'm sorry to critique tri-city but the track was real rough dusty not normal conditions you and i have talked a good bit through this season ever since really the announcement came out that you were coming back you purchased i believe two of christopher bell's former race cars and i kind of talked to you then to see what the idea was and see what your plans were and it uh all kind of hasn't really fully come together yet but talk to me so far about this process um starting with buying christopher bell's equipment well, it came kind of out of the blue. Um, I was talking to Brian Kamenow back in November, and um, me and my son last several years, I mean, I coached baseball for five years, six years, you know, Little League, Junior League, Big League, American Legion, Senior Legion, all that stuff. And in the meantime, we were uh, riding dirt bikes together. We'd do some motocross riding and, and so on and so forth. But uh, he graduated from college last spring, and then um, – he decided last June or so he was going to enlist in the Navy. So that was all coming about. And, you know, we, me and my wife kind of talked about it at a few parties or whatever, you know, friends and kind of joked around about it. But anyways, on January 3rd, um, on a Sunday, Brian texted me all this information about Christopher had all this stuff for sale for a smoking deal and blah, blah, blah. And I just showed my wife the phone and said I was crazy, but do whatever I wanted to do. So... That's how all that started, and um, and then I talked to Christopher a couple times, and he agreed to bring the stuff up, and uh, yeah, he brought uh, pretty much two complete cars, a bunch of wheels, tires, shocks, pretty much a lot of stuff, and then rolling, you know, you needed motors, you need truck, you need trailer, and right now, and right now with COVID, it's uh, it's real tough to buy stuff. You know, I had a hard time finding, a, you know, I was originally looking for a toter home. I couldn't find any of that stuff reasonable. And bought a, bought a used dually off a friend of mine and went down to Capital Renegade and bought a strip trailer and put all the stuff in that. And we're just trying to get organized and get all our ducks in the row. It's, it's tough right now because stuff isn't readily available like it should be or is, you know, or it used to be. And um, I got a, got a motor off Paul Kistler and... Um, I need to f probably find a second one someday, but um, this one runs pretty well. So um, I guess that's where I'm at right now. Right now, I'm just trying to get my get myself comfortable in the car and get the feel back that that I want. And um, if we can get that accomplished, maybe we can be competitive again. Right now, I don't feel too competitive. We went to Buckeye there, and it was ironic or whatever. But you, know, you get two hot laps, and those are your qualifying laps. So <laughs> that's that was kind of nerve-wracking first two laps in track you're trying to qualify <laughs> yeah i mean obviously your 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 first effort as anybody knows now watching the world of outlaws they they 
the basically the importance of it all is putting down a good first two laps of qualifying and that pretty much sets your pace for the entire night and uh you know maybe a couple practice laps and before that you're trying to go out and put out your best lap and it's your first time back in a car in several years i, I could imagine the difficulties there well it, it, i didn't even get two hot laps it was just like okay you push up you get two laps and those are your qualifying times i mean it, it was nuts but then i started a heat race and i pretty much let everybody go and i passed a few guys and started 16th in a feature and ran 12th and i was kind of with the pack of cars i mean um but it was what it was and then we went to tri-city sunday and that was or saturday and that was not much fun but um we'll see what happens this weekend um you know, I don't know. We might go back over to Orville or Buckeye or whatever you want to call it for Saturday. They got a 3,500 to win and it'd probably try city since that's only a mile or so from my house, but we'll see what happens. That's it. And you talked about having a Kistler engine. What kind of chassis uh, did you purchase off of Christopher? Uh, they're Maxims, both Maxim chassis and uh, a lot of DMI components and uh, KSE steerings and outlaw wings and weld wheels and spare axles and all that stuff. I mean, you know, there's a lot of extra parts there, which hopefully I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. A lot of top-notch equipment, and that's always nice, being able to jump into a car knowing that it's top-notch equipment. Now it's just uh, – it kind of takes a little bit off, off the mind, but like you said, the adjustments from what was back then in 2012 to, to what it is now. But you're no stranger to um, you know retiring and, and coming back to something different. Um, your original retirement was back in, I believe, in 1999 – no, you know, it's, yeah, I, it, it's, it's the same thing with motocross bikes. I did it, got in a sprint car, got out of sprint car, went to motocross bike. I mean, I've done each of them three or four times now, and it's, you know, I mean, it, I think the ultimate thing is, you know, is, is driving a sprint car and, you know, set it all along. I mean, you know, there's nothing like a 100-mile-an-hour drift, if you know what I mean. And, you know, 900-horsepower and 1,200-pound cars and, you know, I think uh, I think Christopher Bell and Cal Larson and all them will tell you the same. Tony Stewart, you know, there's nothing like driving a sprint car. Absolutely. Uh, fans, if you're just tuning in, we are speaking with the flying one, Bob Felmley. Uh, we're going to take a brief commercial break right now, but when we come back, we'll finish up with the second part of the interview. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. 
Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Okay, fans, welcome back for part two with Bob Felmley, the uh, number six sprint car, 410 sprint car that is coming out of retirement uh, yet again. And uh, if you just are just tuning in, we spoke a little bit about his deal with Christopher Bell, buying the equipment, deciding to get back into it. And uh, But let's talk about your past because, I mean, it's pretty notable. Um, over 100, and I, I, if I have it calculated correctly, 125 wins total in the Western PA or in the region. Uh, does that sound about right to you? Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, Weimer could probably tell you better than I could. He, he's the stat guy in the area. Um, you know, there's, yeah, I, I, I thought it was maybe a few more than that, but that's, that, you know, it's over 100. I know that. I could definitely be wrong, but yeah, I mean, it's a pretty noticeable resume. Uh, 31 races at Tri-City from what I see, 31, I believe, at Lernerville, 17 at Mercer, 14 at Sharon, 30 at Sportsman. Um, but not only that, you have a few track championships to note, too. 95 Lernerville points champion. I believe you won the points championship at Tri-City as well in 98 and 2006. Um, and then also you have a couple all-star wins or one all-star win at 1995 at the Sportsman Speedway and an ESS Sprint feature winner at the Tri-City Speedway back in 97. Uh, we, we talked briefly about that ESS win. What was the ESS? It, it was a 360, the New York Series. Um, that race was actually combined combined with the Patriots Series, which was out of Ohio. Um, and it was a challenge race between the Patriots Series and the ESS, and we raced at Tri-City that night. And yeah, I do remember that night well. It was a fun night. I'm not saying I was in the best car because I don't. I wasn't, but we just—it was just a night where the car, I could run wide open around there, and then had everything hooked up, and I passed Bobby Perro on a restart, and the rest was history. It was kind of kind of a fun deal. I didn't expect to win that at all, but you know, it, uh, I drove for Boone Covo in the '81, and and actually that was my old 360 engine I had from when Tri City originally opened, and I sold it to Boone Covo and. Uh, he asked me to drive a little bit that year, and I won that race for him. So that 95 win in Sportsman Speedway for the All-Stars, um, that was a pretty pretty cool thing because that was part of the Western PA Speed Week uh, that kind of fizzled out around the early 2000s. Um, but now here it comes back in 2021. Um, I'm sure you kind of have your eye on that possibly uh, as that kind of quickly approaches. Yeah, um, yeah, that was one big thing, you know, the Western PA Speed Week thing that's coming up. Um, what's, what's notable about that year that I won that race, I got to start on the pole, but the night before at Pittsburgh Motor Speedway, I got a flat tire on the first lap of the feature. Come in, had to put a, you know, the wheel and tire on, went back on, started tail of the feature, 
and I came up and got six that night in the A main, which was an all-star race. And that put me on the pole for the feature the next night. And that's how that all came about. So it was really the night before the set up to win on that Sunday night race. So it was, that was fun. We knew, we knew leaving Pittsburgh Motor Speedway, we were going to be in a pole next night because of the way the points were set up for that week. That's a pretty cool story. Um, that's a different setup and, uh, not sure exactly what the setup is for this one coming up, but, um, I know you said you don't have too many plans set in stone yet, but is that something that you're eyeing up, uh, coming up this season? Yes, I am. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, right now it's, it's a comfort level for me getting everything uh, readjusted in the car and getting a car where I like it and getting a baseline. You know, the year that I, last year that I had my own car, we had a pretty good baseline. I, I don't know how many races we won that year, but we won quite a few and we were pretty competitive night in, night out. And that's, that consistency is what I'm, I'm looking for more than running 12th one night and second the next, if you know what I mean. You just want to be consistent in the top two or three you know but uh, not that you can do it every night but for me like i said it's you know balance consistency and feeling good in a race car and right now I'm, to be honest with you I'm, I'm not feeling good in a race car i'm confident i can still do it i just i just got to get the setup that i like back to the basics pretty much yes yep yep <laughs> yep so we know how it all kind of came about, but what I kind of want to know now is why. What made you want to come back and do this again? Was it just that ever-burning bug that kind of lays underneath the skin of every driver that, you know, kind of doesn't want to give it up necessarily? Or why exactly did you want to jump back in a race car? You know, I have my business here. People come in every Monday morning. Hey, will you try City Lesson? Hey, will you try No, no. Well, why do you I said, I'm an addict. I can't go. I'm a racer. I got to do it or I don't want to don't want to see it. And um, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a race addict. I, I grew up with it as from a baby all the way through. And, you know, my mom and dad had me in races when I was very small. And I had two uncles that raced and we lived at the racetrack. And that's just where, where home is, I guess, to me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So as you talked about work, um, of course, your business, the world of wheels, we can hear the phones ringing in the background. You've, you've told me numerous times it's never been busier. It's just crazy right now. So not only are you balancing, uh, getting back into a race cart and getting things settled, but the more important thing, the priority, your business. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Fridays are tough for me to go to learn and stuff, but yeah, business is nuts right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good, pretty big size power sport dealer, you know, in this area, Norman, we saw two and a half, three million dollars worth of inventory. And I'm looking out there now and we're lucky to have $200,000 worth of inventory. Just we can't keep stuff. Stuff's coming in. It's pre-sold. It goes right back out. And, um, it's not where you can walk in and say, hey, do you got that in red? And, yeah, I got one in the warehouse. I'll pull it out for you. I mean, every, all my inventory is on the floor, and there's nothing on the floor to speak of. Um, it's kind of a whole different way to do business right now. And Some people are patient and some people aren't, but, you know, I think we're all in the same boat in this industry. You know, you go to Walmart, there ain't any bicycles on the shelf, you know, stuff like that. It's 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 crazy right now. So you come up. I'm looking at your name and 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 actually Chuck Bollinger's um, article in AARN. Your nickname is the Flying One. Um, however, he states that uh, it's not necessarily because of fast speeds, although that's definitely the case with your with your history and your ability to stay in the front. However, some of it is because of your unfortunate crashes through the years. Um, 
you know, any comment on, and that's actually the reason why you, um, I believe retired in the first place back in 99 was due to a back injury due to a, due to an accident. Um, I think it all started, um, like the second year when I crashed down Leonardo and whenever Rick Ferkel's wheel and flipped like 11 times and Mike Dutko started that several years ago, like 1986 or seven or whatever year that was. And I mean, I literally was, I flew, I went over his wheel and I don't know how far I flew and then flipped like 11 times, Can't, you know, but that's when I was young and tough, <laughs> but, um, uh, uh, yeah, well, the the I, I, yeah the neck injury in the neck injury in '99 um, that that really had nothing to do with flying. That was just a park failure and hitting the wall and hitting it all wrong. So, what are you most excited about? Um, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. We're, we're running low on time. We're coming up on another commercial break. But what are you most excited about for this upcoming season? Uh, just having fun you know get get my mind off business because you know it's just kind of a relief valve and i don't want the racing to be a job um you know i want it to be fun i want it i want to be successful at it i just don't want to go out and drive around if you know what i mean that's not me um so right now we're just trying to figure out what we need to do to to go fast and win a race or two or or more or and uh, that's what I'm looking for is to get back to Victory Lane, hopefully sooner than later. Bob, I'll let you get back to work. I'll let you get back to running the business. Um, I want to thank you very much for your time, and I want to th- you know wish you the absolute best of luck in the uh, 2021 season. Ho- this portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, we're going to go on the road with Logan Zarin. Logan, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. You had a pretty interesting road trip, and uh, I'd like you to start off with uh, the first race on your trip. Um, We started off the trip Thursday night at uh, Georgetown Speedway in Delaware with our uh, Rush Series. Um, We did all right there. We qualified fifth. Um, ran second in the heat race, uh, and, uh, tenth, and was running tenth in the feature, then got into a little bit of a first-turn accident, and I ended up just pulling off to save the equipment. You know what I noticed in the race? I, I would say three local guys, Kyle Lukon, Mike Doritsky, and yourself. Just to qualify for these races is a big deal because some of the best drivers on the East Coast were there. Yeah, I mean, because these cars, these crate cars are so equal. So it's hard to find an edge on these guys, but yeah, you had big guys down there. You had Ross Robinson, uh, Max Blair, 
Uh, John Waters was there too. A bunch of big crate guys, Jeremy Wonderling. So it's definitely tough competition racing against those guys, but it'll only make you better. How about Kyle Hardy? Jeez. Yeah. Kyle Hardy, forgot about him. He slept the whole weekend. He was, uh, yeah. he was the car to beat all weekend. Yeah. But, you know, to, like he beat Max Blair. I mean, Max wins a lot of races. So, again, this emphasizes how tough this competition is. But Ed Lynch told me years ago when he would travel to a big race, it's like going to school. You can learn from these other drivers. And I think it's going to help you. In addition to the seat time, you're going to learn some of the tricks of the trade by watching these guys race. And that's, that's really wonderful. Okay, so uh, that was April 15th at Georgetown. Then I think April 16th, you went to Potomac. Yeah, we went to a Potomac. Um, I dug myself a little hole in qualifying. I didn't qualify so hot, but uh, there was a little bit of an accident in the heat race, and I snuck past two guys and made it in the last transfer spot. And uh, I think we started 15th in the feature and finished 15th. It was just a really hard track to race on. It was rough. And, uh, it was just hard to pass. It was kind of a one-lane track deal, so we were just happy to come out of there with the car not being destroyed. Well, and you think about it, in addition to Hardy winning everything, he won everything but the 50-50 raffle, you got Roberson, you got Max Blair, you got Wonderling, you got Hubbard, Lucon. I mean, the, the list goes on. Joe Martin. I mean, big name, big winners. Daryl Bossard, Ben Scott. Uh, again, you know, what you're going to learn from these trips is amazing. And then when you get back home, if you're running a race at Pittsburgh, I'd say you're going to have a little bit of an edge on the guys that don't do the traveling. Yeah, I mean, the traveling only make you better just with the seat time and everything. And then we got, I got more races under my belt than most of the guys around here. So, yeah, definitely just give me an edge on these guys around here. All right, let's talk April 17th at Winchester. That's a 3-8 mile. Uh, some of your thoughts on that race? Um, that track is that was probably the most trickiest track out of the bunch. Uh, I, I didn't make the race. We went there two years ago for that race, but we ran pretty good down there. I finished third in the heat race. Um, and I started 18th in the feature, and I think I ran, ran 13th or 15th, somewhere around there, but, yeah. We're just happy to make the race down there because that track's probably that's probably the slickest track or race race on around here. So yeah, we're just happy to finish that race. And again, this is a situation where you're adapting to different track composition, and you know whether it's slick or whether it's heavy or whatever. That's just something to file away in your memory bank for future races if you go back there, or how that would adjust to tracks around here or a little closer to home. Uh, what what's happening with this series is it's phenomenal. When uh, when they first started with the Rush series, and I, I mentioned it many times. Uh, Vicky Emig's going to save short track racing, and this is proof. I mean, when you see the quality of the cars in this Rush series, it's like, wow. Okay, now the final night, again, Hardy picking up the win. Well, Blair's got to be getting frustrated because uh, Hardy beat him in all four races. Yeah, I mean, Max is, Max is a great guy. I mean, first of all, I want to congratulate him on getting a new ride with Viper, and that's a really big deal for him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, when, when you... And you can't win like he he's used to doing it. I'm, I'd imagine it gets frustrating, but he was right there every night, so I got to give props to him. Now, when you're traveling around, like with Luke on and Doritsky and yourself, do you guys get a chance to compare notes, uh, hang out with each other, or they're just fellows that you know from back home? Um, me and Mike, me and Mike Doritsky talk a little bit. Um, him and Ryan, Ryan Frazee, um, we talk. But Luke on, we don't really talk, um, but. 
I talked to probably I talked to Max and Jeremy Wonderling probably the most. They're a huge help to me, and uh, we we pretty much compare notes with them. If you're just joining us, I'm talking to Logan Zarin, and we're doing his on the road report. I understand that at one of the events, uh, you were parked next to Davenport. That had to be interesting. Yeah, that was the final night of Port Royal. Uh, yeah, we were just going to come there on the way home with a supercar, just to uh, see how we stacked up against the competition, and it was just, it was a thrill feeling to be parked next to them guys and uh, have the Lucas Oil sticker on the car. It just that's what I've dreamed about for a long time, and just. It's just surreal as parking next to them guys. Now, what's next on the agenda? Taking a look at your schedule in the next week or month, where where are you headed? Friday, we're going to head to Lernerville for their uh, opening night. Um, Saturday, uh, we're going to hit the uh, ULMS tour at Sharon in Ohio. And Sunday, we're going to hit McKean County with the Super and maybe the crate car if we can get it fixed with all the damage from uh, uh, the Battle of the Bay. How bad was the damage? Uh, we need a couple body panels. The sides are right side isn't the greatest. Uh, probably just too far to beat it out. So we'll probably have to change the right side deck panels. A uh, couple bars are bent, but we'll get it all ready to go for. Might make the tour race on Sunday with Rush. Now, obviously, your notebook's going to get thicker and thicker. Uh, on your stats, who keeps uh, your records? Dad, Mom, one of the crew? Who's who's jotting all this stuff done? Uh, my, crew, my crew chief, Luke, he's pretty much the whiz behind this operation with shocks and everything. So he'll keep all the notes of everything, how we did it, and all, what, what we put on the car for each race. So he's the whiz around the team. Logan, I really enjoy uh, talking to you, this On the Road report. Uh, any closing thoughts, anyone you'd like to thank? Uh, I just want to thank my sponsors, Belay um, Oil, Tomas Towings there in Truck and Automotive, uh, Cletus Motorsports, Brandon Lockwich. He's a big promoter around here. He helps me out a little bit. Um, Marvel right. Enterprises, Jeff's a big big uh, help to me. Um, and that's pretty much it. Castleberry Landscape, I can't forget about him, and uh, Wheels, Wings, and Wishes Foundation. Another thanks to my, my, my family. They're a huge part in this racing deal. Uh, my mom, Nikki, my dad, Jim, and uh, my girlfriend, Fran, they're a real, real big help for me. I got Fran slinging T-shirts in the pits. Um, she, she loves doing it, so that's just I got a lot of help behind me, and I really appreciate all of them guys. Sounds like a great team with a lot of good people. Logan's there, and I want to thank you for being with us. You have a nice night. Thanks for having me, Don. I appreciate it. Okay. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. 
Saturday night racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts May the 1st with our five weekly divisions. The Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Young Guns, and the Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Thunder in the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. All right, fans, Tom Lang is going to talk drag racing with us this evening. Tom, how are you? I'm doing great, Don. It's a pleasure to join you as always. Likewise. Hey, two weeks ago it was the PDRA, and last week there was another touring pro mod series that got their 2021 season off the ground. Yes, last, last weekend at Maryland International Raceway, the Northeast Outlaw Pro Mod Association kicked off their 2021 season with the MDIR Door Wars event. Mike Decker qualified number one in his first outing in a Pro Mod. The screw-blown Decker Salvage Camaro was raced to the final round at the U.S. Street Nationals at Bradenton in January with Todd Tuttero behind the wheel. Todd was shaking the car down for the Deckers. Uh, Todd qualified the car in the number one spot in Florida, advanced to the final round where he lost on a whole shot to Jim Halsey. Uh, Halsey's definitely the hottest car and driver in Pro Nitrous at this time. At MDIR, Decker also qualified number one with a 365 at over 209 mile per hour. Just so happens that King Tut was on the premises tuning the car. Uh, Mike Achenbach qualified second with a 370 out of his nitrous car. Saxonburg PA's Dave Norris sat third with a 371 in his supercharged Corvette with John Anderson turning the wrenches. Uh, Freddie Scrabo was fourth at 373, and Chuck Olsch ran 380, good for fifth spot. The King and Miller team had run quick in testing, carting a 362, but they had issues during qualifying that held them back. They got it all fixed for round one and gave Mike Decker all he could handle running a 368 at 207.7 mile per hour, but it wasn't enough to get past Decker's 367 at over 208. Achenbach and Scriba had buys due to breakage, and Norris had an easy run of 385 to beat Gates. In the second round, Decker's car was again the class of the field, his 367 beat Andy Jensen's tire-shaking 456. Uh, Norris shook the tires and lost to Scribus 372, and Ausch ran 378 to stop Achenbach. In the semis, Decker got a bye due to the short field, while Ausch got drilled by Scriba. Chuck's quicker 374 lost to Freddie's much slower 379 on a huge hole shot. 
So just like the debut of the Decker Salvage car in Bradenton in January, it qualified number one and advanced to the final round. And again, just like in January, it lost on a whole shot in the final. Decker's reaction time wasn't terrible in 062, but Scriba's was a perfect triple zero, allowing his 370 at over 205 mile per hour to stay in front of Decker's 367 at over 208. The Northeast Outlaw Pro Mods will be back in action May 7th and 8th at Maple Grove Raceway. You know, in any other season, Keystone Raceway would be open and hosting Test and Tunes and the Gamblers Race at this point. But there haven't been any race cars running down the track yet. What's going on there? Uh, construction and improvements, including replacement of some of the concrete portions of the track. Uh, Greg Miller, president of Keystone Raceway Park, who coincidentally just inked a new multi-year lease with owner Michael Tedesco, was looking to make some repairs to damaged portions of the racing surface. And the deeper he got into looking at the problems, the deeper he got into making repairs. Uh, Greg brought in Frank Zatola Construction of Butler, PA, and they got in deep. Uh, They installed new base under the track, new drainage, uh, concrete walls in the center from the burnout box to the starter's booth to protect the employees, and about 350 feet of new concrete racing surface. Uh, Gene Nagy, who's a longtime racer at Keystone, brought his company in and laid down a lot of new asphalt. And then, of course, the multitude of improvements that Greg and his staff make every off-season that keep that track in a constant state of improvement. Uh, the racers may have had a delay in getting their season started, but the long-term benefits of making the up- these upgrades now in a big chunk rather than patching things enough just to get by will be a huge plus in the long-term success of this facility. Uh, kudos to Greg Miller and his staff there at Keystone. You cannot question Greg's dedication to this sport and his dedication to keeping the Keystone name viable in this sport. Uh, believe me, if Greg didn't put in the effort that he does, that track would be closed right now. There's some silliness planned for next week's PDRA Door Slammer Derby at Bowling Green, Kentucky. But it's all in good fun. Uh, Yes, the PDRA will be at Beach Bend Raceway Park in Bowling Green, Kentucky next week for the Stroud Safety Door Slammer Derby presented by Classic Graphics. Uh, The race falls on the same weekend as the Kentucky Derby just up the highway from Bowling Green. As you may know, the Kentucky Derby is well known for the flamboyant hats that the patrons wear. So Denise Tutterow and Judy Franklin cooked up a hat contest to take place during the third pro qualifying session on Friday night. Uh, There are divisions for men, ladies, three age divisions for kids, and a team award. Uh, Denise Tuttero is providing what Judy Franklin describes as really cool trophies. Uh, I know Denise rather well, and uh, she's a real piece of work, so I'm expecting something special here. Uh, I know some racers, they just want to race, and they feel they don't have time for this kind of stuff. But uh, these are the things we need to do our best to take part in. A contest like this, the Halloween costume contest at the World Finals at Virginia Motorsports Park in October, uh, the banquets, the picnics, the barbecues, all that type of stuff. Uh, They build relationships within our racing family, 
uh, relationships between race teams and between the racers and their organization. Uh, A lot of these teams may know the other teams in their own class, but they don't always know teams in the other classes. And these type of activities help us get to know one another. I think it's really good for the sport. Well, I assume because you think it's a good idea that you are planning to take part. Oh, absolutely. Uh, For one, Denise Tuttero is a big part of the P2 contracting team, and I think it would be disrespectful of us not to take part in her endeavor. Plus, we like to have fun, too. Uh, So we have a team thing going on, and uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different, a little more off the wall myself. Uh, We may not win this deal, but they're going to know we were there, and we will be putting pecs pictures on the p2 racing tv page on facebook so uh you can see how it all plays out well you answered my next question will there be photographs uh yes and i i know i'm gonna have to orchestrate some myself because if i don't well there will be photographs and uh so i I have to do some defensive posturing with with a camera of my own so uh yeah and uh, I, I expect this to be a pretty cool thing. I like that defensive posturing. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay, you. Okay, Tom, great report. Any closing thoughts? Have we covered everything? No, I think we've covered everything for this week. Well, Tom Lang, I thank you. You have a nice evening. And you do the same. Thank you, Don. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, it's a Tuesday night, and when I think of Tuesday night in a racing season, I think of Mars PA. And where we're at, we're at the Kennedy Garage, and joining us this evening is Chuck Kennedy. Chuck, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Uh, thanks for having me on here. This is, a, this is pretty much fun. I've done this a couple times, and uh, this one's a little more important this time, I think. We were talking prior to the interview, as long as I've known you for probably 30 years or somewhere around there, and as long as I've known you, Tuesday evening at the Kennedy House is Raceland. It's also food night, too, which Cheryl prepares a very good meal for the guys, but a lot of cars going in and out of this garage on a Tuesday night. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for at least 30 years, we've been doing on Tuesday nights. Uh, the boys all come home and have dinner, and uh, Brittany's course is here, and um, 
Then the the other guys, they come a little later, like probably 6.30, 7 o'clock. And we work in the garage till 10 or 11 and try to get everything handled uh, so we can enjoy some other things during the week. But uh, it's a a whole family thing, and it's – and, and that's what's important. And even even the guys that come that help, they're family. It's that simple. Well, when you spend that many years and that much time together, it, it, it is one big family. And, and as Don Gamble always says, you know, you have your immediate family, you have your church family, and you have your racing family. And the racing family is like no other. Oh, for sure. The racing family without a doubt, is a strong group of people, not only just the ones that you know and work on your car. It's the whole group of racers. You know, if you're broke down alongside of the road and you're handy one of those guys' place, you call them. They're coming to bail you out. They're not leaving you stuck. And it's it's a big, important group. And that maybe holds true, not only if you're going from Mars to Lernerville, but if you're heading from Mars down to Richmond or wherever you might be going for a race, Bedford, you know, you know someone up there, you put the phone call in. But the reason we stopped by here on a Tuesday evening was to see the new late model and one of your other projects you're working on, which we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the year. But at the Lernerville Banquet this year, they introduced the... 2020 class which we already knew but then they introduced the 2021 Lernerville Hall of Fame class yourself you joined Kevin Bowen and Dale Blaney what a great threesome for to represent Lernerville for 2021 oh absolutely uh Dale Blaney uh watching him come up through the ranks and turn into an all-star and and do the things that he's done along with having the track there for a while and doing doing those things was an amazing thing and kevin bolin i mean you don't need to say much more i mean there's a lot of people liked him a lot of people didn't but he won races and um some memories I have with Kevin Bolin is at uh, Haunted Hayrides out in Fombell. We'd run into each other almost every year out there, and he'd say, well, is it worth standing in line for? And I'd say, yeah, it's worth it. It's, it's a good hayride. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing about this is you're also in another Hall of Fame. In 2004, you were elected into the Pittsburgh Circle Track Hall of Fame. And I think we were kidding earlier. That was in your younger days. And, uh, but to be elected into two Hall of Fames, I know you're, you were heavily involved with the Pittsburgh Circle Track and your family. But to be in Lernerville Hall of Fame, this is something as a kid growing up, uh, you know, watching your uncle going there with your dad and, and having the opportunity to race there. And when we're going to get into that, uh, it just has to be a very special, special moment for you, Chuck. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I cut my teeth at Lernerville. I, I mean, I couldn't wait to get a race car and, and go to Lernerville and race. And luckily, I got to race there a long time and be pretty successful. Um, and I... Along the way, I, got, I helped a lot of people get started in racing that race at Lernerville. And I still help guys that are racing at Lernerville. Uh, but L- Lernerville is that special place that no matter what, it's home. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, however you made out that night, it's still home. 
Yeah, and it's it's close too. I mean, you've raced all over in, in many different divisions, and um, yeah. But to call that home and to experience some of the people that you've had over the year, not only drivers, but you know Don Martin, one of the penultimate track owners that's ever been around, and. You know, the, the Thompsons are carrying that tradition. Now we have Mike Lysakowski there and as a general manager. So I know he's going to bring back, I don't want to say the nostalgia part of it, but the things that make Lernerville so special. And like you said, well, what else would you do on a Friday evening? Oh, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, if, you, if you come to Mars on a Friday evening, um, you might as well go to Lernerville if you want to visit somebody because uh, most of Mars goes to Lernerville. It's that simple. And as, as as funny as it is, you know, we always talk about Don Martin and Don Martin, and he was by far the most fantastic promoter that I've ever I've ever raced for, raced with, or for. And um, I'm really excited about Mike Lazakowski being the general manager at Lernerville. I've known Mike a really really long time. And I think I think he can bring back a lot of the stuff that people missed from Don Martin's Lernerville. Well, I think one thing that Mike might have that maybe that Don has, there's a bit of creativeness, and you have to think outside the box. But I think the big thing, and and, and I know you'll agree with me, Don Martin thanked every driver. No matter what division he came in at the end of the night, whether it was either walking through the pits or as you exited the racetracks, thanks for coming to Lernerville. Oh, for for sure. And even, you know, I can remember uh, Lernerville getting rained out on opening night and us going to Sharon to run. And, of course, Don Martin was at Sharon. And he come over, you know, and talked to us and everything. And, uh, you know, he says, you know, I, I know it rained at our place, he said, but I hope to see you there next week. And, and you know, for a promoter to go to another racetrack and kind of, what I say, look out for his regular guys that race at his track. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say he didn't help me along the way because Don Martin did help me along the way. But, uh, <laughs> you know, to to go that extra mile to try to make sure to keep his show the best that it could be. And it usually is. And like you said, he was partial to his guys. Listeners, what we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break and we'll be back shortly. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. 
Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. I want to tell you a little bit about Area Auto Racing News. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rapping on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56. But what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Area Auto Racing News, 609 609- 888-3618. You won't be disappointed. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listener, if you're just joining us, we're back and joining us is Lernerville Hall of Famer Chuck Kennedy. We're at the Kennedy Garage this evening and we're just kind of reminiscing on a couple of things and Chuck was uh, telling us a little bit earlier about you know racing at Lernerville and with Don Martin and Chuck I've had an opportunity to as a car owner race against you uh, watched your race I've watched your race at Lernerville uh, you've driven everything I think at Lernerville other than a sprint car yeah I have and uh, the only reason I probably haven't driven a sprint car is my wife Cheryl won't let me it, and it's that simple. Uh, Nick from Nick Chevrolet uh, always was telling me he was going to buy a sprint car and he was going to let me drive it. And he would always tell Cheryl that. Well, long story short, he was at the car lot one day and we were discussing this. And when I come home, jokingly, my suitcase was sitting on the back porch. And uh, Cheryl said, we'll have none of that sprint car stuff. <laughs> I think how's that go? Happy, wife, happy life, happy wife, something like that. And, and, you know, speaking of Cheryl, you know, she's been with you so many years. We'll get into the boys a little bit later and Brittany, but she's been with you every step of the way. I mean, I think, that, I think when I was talking to her a couple of weeks ago, she says she maybe went to one race prior to meeting you. And then it's like, you know how that is. You know, once you get one, you kind of get hooked. And I mean, and when you think of Chuck Kennedy, you think of Cheryl. Yeah, for sure. Actually, um, back in the day when I started, her brother Mike and her, and her brother George helped on the race car. And I didn't even realize, you know, that they had a sister. And, you know, I started taking Mike home because he wasn't old enough to drive. And hmm, I said, I didn't know you had a sister. Well, 
before you know it, uh, I finally got her to go out with me, and and then uh, you know we we started going together and going racing, and and uh, I'll tell you, it's been a fantastic thirty eight years. I think Don and I could do a series of shows just on racing romances. Some good, some bad, but uh, you know, again, it's been great. But Chuck, so many years you've raced at Lernerville. Uh, and I ask this of a lot of drivers, and it's not really a fair question, but I'm going to kind of maybe, I'll give you a little leeway on this one. I'll give you maybe maybe your top three. Some memorable moments that over these years that you've had there that, like, when you look back and say, okay, uh, um, uh, whatever year it is, I can say, geez, I had a lot of fun doing this. Well, you know, without saying 80 and 81, when I was back-to-back champion in the street stock class, that, you know, that was, that was a great thing to be able to pull off. And, uh, and, and without the help that I had, you know, it, it could never happen. And all, those, all that help is, is still important, but um, the big thing there was back-to-back champions. You know, then later on, uh, Lynn Geisler uh, was going away on vacation, and he let me drive his late model. And I want to tell you, I thought I died and went to heaven. And uh, we ran okay. I think we ended up third, and it was it was unbelievable. And that was probably one of the biggest breaks I ever got without anybody knowing, because they said, "Oh man, they put Chuck Kennedy in." Lynn's car and he ran third and well the next thing you know somebody else asked me to drive their car once or this one or that one and it you know it parlayed into some pretty nice stuff over the years and I, I can remember a couple nights at Lernerville when I was I drove Tim Temple's modified I drove Art Osmer's late model and like Rob Kosecki or Butch Lambert uh, even uh, Greg Beach's car, uh, three cars in one night when they were away or something. And, and I can remember Smokey <laughs> standing up by the pit road, just shaking his head as I was climbing out of one into another. So, you know, there's some great memories there. Winning the feature in Art's car was probably the highlight for two reasons. One, Leighton Model, Two, Lernerville. And three, Art. Art. Fantastic man. Yeah, those those memories, like you said, you, you just all the all the hard work and effort you put in, and 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 it's not a cheap sport anymore. It, it's just it, it's all worth it. Because I often tell a driver, it's like when you get that last win, you really want to savor it because you never know when the next one's going to come, if it ever comes, and. It could be just because you got out of the sport. It could be financial. It could be family reasons. But you know, you when you win those features, you cherish them. Um, Chuck, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do most of the talking on this one because I know you know you're like me. You wear your heart on your sleeve sometimes, and um, you know, family is you know when we think of the Kennedys, and uh, and I think of the Kennedys and Don and almost every racer out there. You think of his family, and you know you had a chance. You know your dad was a didn't really race, but he was a big part of your racing career. He was there, supportive. You had Uncle Bob. Now you never really raced against Uncle Bob, but you raced on the same night with him. So 
that had to be in terms of a little bit one of the special moments when you got a chance to do that because you know you're the young buck coming in there here he's the old uh you know the old stallion out there and uh i'm, I'm sure you know even though you never got a chance to race you know head to head with them they were special moments but in this sport a lot of us sometimes are selfish but we also get the opportunity and it's very rare whether most of the time it's a father and a son sometimes it's a father and a daughter that you know you get you kind of pass the torch down and i know you had an opportunity with the modified to race with clayton and i'm just sure i mean one you're you're a very proud papa when that happens and, and most of the time you beat him so i think you always have the upper hand there but you know just you know and and, and and if we if we if you get a little emotional, that's okay. How just how special was it just to have that opportunity towards the end of your career to be able to get out there and race with Clayton? Well, it's it's one of the things that uh, a lot of people don't get to do, and I did get to do it a lot. And you know, you're out there and you worry about him a little bit. Then he goes blowing past you. And you think, hmm, you know, his car needs more right front spring. And now you're looking at, you're racing and watching his car, and you're trying to make him better, not really concerned about yourself so much. Then you think, maybe we ought to be concentrating on him driving and turning the, turning the reins over completely. And um, I just get a kick out of it. Um, to watch him progress is amazing, but it's emotional. All right, Dave, we're going to need to take a break with the Chuck Kennedy interview, and we'll be back after these messages. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Saturday Night Racing Entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts May the 1st with our five weekly divisions. The Rush Dirt Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Young Guns, and the Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series, the Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series, the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, Thunder in the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds, and the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Ed Laboon Memorial, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating is there when you need them. They feature concrete pressure washing and seal coating. They can also provide handyman services. Tawan Baker, the owner of Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating, is a big fan of local racing and would appreciate a chance to discuss suggestions on how to make your home or business look great. He would be happy to provide you with a free estimate. The appearance of your home is important, and your driveway is the first thing people see when they arrive. A driveway at your business tells possible customers a great deal about your products or services. Remember, you only get one chance to make a good impression. Night and day asphalt seal coating is there when you need them. 
For additional information, call Tawan Baker at 724-620-7830. That's 724-620-7830 for night and day asphalt seal coating. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Fans, we're back, and if you've missed us, we've had a great interview with Chuck Kennedy. This is about part three of the interview uh, you've heard the first two parts of, as we now, now we can say now, Don, a Hall of Famer, not once but twice, uh, Chuck Kennedy, and it's just, uh, I think, the completion of this interview will be good. Your, your fans, will, you'll hear, be able to hear the emotion in Chuck's voice. Oh, it is. It, it is, because like you said, it's, just, I mean, and that, and you, you know, that story you just shared with us and the listeners, I mean, you look at, you hear the story about Dale Earnhardt and how he was protecting Michael Waltrip and Jr., and like you said, you got to be concentrating on what you're doing sometimes. And you know, now you have the roles of, of a car owner. But you know, Chuck, you know, it's been great having you on. And just to kind of wrap things up, we're here on a Tuesday evening. It's it's actually nice out. We're supposed to get snow <laughs> tomorrow, and you know, hopefully the weather is going to be nice this coming Friday for opening night at Lernerville. But a lot of people have helped you over the years. And if we sat there, I'd have to do another 15 minutes uh, on who all these people are. But the current group of people that you have here that help you out on the late model. And, and you know, there's a, they're a special group of guys because they've been with you a long time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, Jack and John Miller, who, you know, they live in Carrick. And they come out here on Tuesday nights to nut and bolt my race car for 20-some years. It's unbelievable. Um, then we have... Uh, well, let's just start with Andy. I mean, he's the, he's the backbone. I mean, Andy, you couldn't ask for... I mean, you know, Clayton being the driver, he gets all the glory. But when you think of the bodies and the, the setups of the car, you know, that's what Andy's known for. And he's been doing this, you know, he's only, what, 34 now or something like that. And he's been doing it since he's a week, you know, in the garage as a, you know, a two-year-old. Yeah, for sure, and and he learned a lot. And when he was working for Lynn Geisler and uh, and and um, Mike Pegger, and they won that national championship for the fast track and all that, uh, he learned a ton. And without him, we I'm not going to say we wouldn't do it, but it would be awful tough to do it without him. Uh, he he's interested. He knows. Um, he. 
he tries to understand, and if he doesn't, he finds out. And it, it's been it it's been spectacular to have him as the guy that builds it all, you know, and makes it. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing what he knows. Yeah. Then you know, last but least, I mean, you have like there's a, a lot of guys come in and out. We've mentioned you know how special Cheryl is to you. So you know, we we know Clayton is the driver, Andy is the crew chief. But, you know, Brittany came along a little bit late, and uh, we, we kind of share a bond. My birthday's April 23rd. Hers is April 24th, or 26th, is the same as my mom's. And uh, I remember her being about a week, a year old up at Challenger. And, um, it, I mean, she's turned into a little race junkie. She's kind of like the glue that, you know, we always, Don always, Gimble always says, like, the women are the glue that keeps everything together. And then she does your PR. She's out there. She helps you with sponsors. And, you know, between her and Cheryl, you guys don't starve at the racetrack. Oh, that's that's for sure. Uh, we definitely don't. And Brittany, uh, you know, Saturday mornings, uh, she's out here in her driveway scrubbing tires and washing the car uh, with devotion. I mean, unbelievable. And and to have a, a daughter that's um, so into it makes you so proud because it's not only our car she knows what's going on with other people's things she helps other folks and it it's just amazing and she always is smiling no matter what i think she gets that from the kennedy clan but chuck i'm just going to wrap it up in one sentence congratulations on being a 2021 Lernerville Hall of Famer. Without a doubt, it is one of the most special things that ever happened to me. And hopefully down the road, there's other guys that I don't want to say that are in my shoes, but raced and get the chance to be in a Hall of Fame because it is amazing. Again, for myself and Don at Rapping on Racing, congratulations. Thank you guys very much. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, we're standing here with the driver who was given a golden opportunity. He's taken over the premier pro stock ride at the Lernerville Speedway, the pile of the number 27. Saxonburg Heritage Wine Cellars Pro Stock. The car is 
was driven by the two-time defending series divisional champion, Tyler Dietz. Well, you can leave the Dietz on. Just take the name Tyler off and insert Jake Dietz. New driver, the number 27 pro stock here at Lernerville. Jake, congratulations. Tell you what, what a great opportunity you have in front of you. Yeah, this is a, this is a great opportunity. Bob and Charlie came to me uh, in the offseason in about October, November, and we talked about it. And um, unfortunately, we lost Bob in January. So I didn't really know what was going to happen with everything going on with Bob passing. But Neely said we're going to go on forward. We're going to keep racing. We're going to do what Bob wanted to do. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited they, they're letting me drive the car. So and having Tyler, I've been working on this car with Tyler for five years now when he got done building it. So I know a lot about this car. It's nice to have Tyler still in the picture helping on the car. So I think we have a real good opportunity to here to put some races. Now we talked about the pressure. You know, you are getting the premier ride. This car won two straight championships here. And uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the driver because everybody knows the team can do it. The car can do it. Now you got to step up your driving level to that next level because you, you've been very consistent racing in the top 10 and the top 5 with your old car. Now you get into a car that you know can win. A lot of pressure on you, or is it more pressure that you're putting on yourself? Probably more pressure than I'm putting on, my, on myself, mainly for, my, yeah, my brother wins a lot of races in the stock car division. He won two track championships in a row, so I just don't want to feel like, I don't want people to feel like I'm living in my brother's shadow getting this ride, so I'm putting the pressure on myself to where <clears throat> I need to step up and show people that I can drive, and I can drive with the best people in the stock car division. What are the plans for 2021? Are you guys going to venture out? Or are you going to stay here, just run for points, or see how the points go and then determine? We're definitely going to run here for points. I, would, I wouldn't mind winning a championship, but I don't think this is going to be the year we do it. <clears throat> it. It might be. I don't know yet. We'll find out tonight. We'll f see how tonight goes. But maybe towards the end of the year, we'll see where we're at in points. Maybe we'll venture out here and there. Maybe Hummingbird or something like that. Maybe if we have a night off, we might venture out to Thunder Mountain. I don't know yet. It's all up to Neely. If he, f he thinks I'm comfortable, if he feels I'm comf comfortable to go somewhere and race, he's going to say, yeah, let's load up and go racing. Now, one thing fans might not be familiar with, when you drove the 35, you had a crate motor. You guys have an open motor in there. What are some of the differences that you noticed at practice about the car? Is it different driving style, throttle control? Throttle control is definitely a big one, especially in the slick. The crate motor was great for the slick because, I mean, it was always hooked up. But definitely got a lot of power in the bite. At practice, I was just kind of putting around. I was feeling the car out. I didn't want to give it all it had. Give it all it had. So tonight, being open tonight, we're going. We're going balls to the wall. We're going to see what she got. Now's a chance for you to thank everybody who helped make this uh, ride possible for you. Uh, I want to thank Thomas Meat Market. He's uh, been sponsoring me since I started racing. I've been sponsoring my brother since he started racing. Um, Saxonburg Heritage Wine Cellars. Kaminsky's Auto Body, Mars Beer Distributor, um, especially Charlie Neely. I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be driving this car if it wasn't for him right now. So he's giving me a hell of an opportunity. I want to thank my brother Tyler, my our friend Todd who helps us work on the cars throughout the week, and my girlfriend because she puts up with me being in the at work for fifty to sixty hours a week and being in the garage another forty hours a week. Race fans, keep your eyes on the number twenty-seven Pro Stock here at Lernerville two-time track championship team new driver 
Jake Dietz, the driver of the number 27. Thanks, Jake. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Night and Day Asphalt Seal Coating. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. I want to remind people, Wrapping on Racing is available every Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or WrappingOnRacing.com. The program is available 24-7 in 365 days of the year. And again, if you miss any of the program, more and more people are using the Apple TV. It's pretty neat. I had a woman uh, sent me an email, said, I uh, just put it on. We have a couple TVs. I put it on. No matter what room I'm in, I can, uh, I can hear the, uh, the report, and I love it. We want to thank our Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor of Rapid On Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Source, Environmental Air Incorporated, Night and Day Seal Cutting, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Tumla Meat Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. And I want to thank you, my co-host, Dave Oliveri, and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Lenny Batiki, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to senior engineers and our technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. Dave, I thank you. You have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don. Stand on it. Come on, man. Stand on it. Stand on it, Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. 
Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on.